come on. What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuned in here to the Wednesday Hump Day edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to go ahead and give us a call. Uh, anything that was discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we're discussing on today's show as well that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to reach out to me or follow me on Twitter, you can do that at SportsGrind. And also, keep in mind, if you want to stream the show live, all right, you can always go to the business Facebook page of SportsGrind Entertainment, or you can go to my personal page. Uh, you can stream the show live. You can leave comments. I'll read those in real time, or I'll uh, respond to those later. And also, keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the shows live, okay, you can always go to SportsGrindOnline.com, where you can download the podcast daily. Uh, 365 seven days a week and also you can go to the same website again which is sportsgrindonline.com if you are in a market that uh, does not carry terrestrial wise or you're traveling okay or like today which I don't even know which marks whatever keeping up with if there's day action which we got day baseball okay I know the Astros are in uh, in action so you can just log, log on to the same website <clears throat> and click the play button and then you get us that way all right Eight seven seven three seven grind. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready back home. All right. Well, it's a hot one out there, man. That's a different humidity. I mean, keep in mind, never lived anywhere else. Been on the West Coast. Never been on the. Well, technically, I guess that's the East Coast. But I never really. I've been most of the West Coast a couple of times. But yeah, this is a different humidity. That's why I got my towel. I'm doing the John Thompson because I'm just straight from the gym and straight out of the shower. Uh, you know, uh, so therefore, bear with me. But it is hot, man. You know, global warming. Call it what you want. I don't care if you don't call it that, but it's cooking. I'm old enough to know what summers used to look like, especially growing up in the day. It's hot. All right, so be de get stay dehydrated out there and be careful. So, with that said, the sports crime PSA of the day. Sometimes it'll be positive, sometimes it'll be the red ass and negativity, but that's just what it is. But we've got some things to get to today, of course, in the sports world. Um, we're a few days away from the draft. Of course, we're going to start there because the Wimby mania has really taken in full effect. Um, I'm going to get to that here shortly. We'll start there because you've got other rumors still circling around with possible trades, who's interested, what executives are rumored around the league, what teams are looking at. So we'll get there. You know, sometimes I feel because I get so much into getting ready for the football season and training camp, sometimes I forget in the last few years, you know, NBA finds a way to do their part in the summer with all the off court, you know, trades they don't want here as soon as we do crown a champion. So uh, definitely still a lot of NBA content that we've got to get to. Uh, speaking of NFL, uh, we've got some NFL news to get to. Sad news, uh, former NFL Steelers linebacker, uh, Mr. Hagens has died uh, at the age of 46. Um, you know, 
Did he? I, I I remember him uh, vaguely, but you know the linebacker position in Pittsburgh is usually no joke. Usually, whether you're first linebacker, inside linebacker, second on the depth chart, that's just a position uh, that the Steelers, uh, going back to the steel curtain, even going back to whatever, is accustomed for. Now I know the release, the cause of his death hasn't been released yet, from what at least I've heard. Uh, but I know damn where it pops out at me when it's age forty six. That's my age. Okay. You know, I've always wanted to ask my dad because, you know, my dad recently just last month turned 79 uh, and a lot of his friends, you know, that he's grown up with, went to high school. A lot of these guys have been passing on for the last few years. And I've always been asking, like, what does that feel like when you get to that age and then you start seeing a lot of whether it's natural causes, medicine, whatever, illness, sickness? What does that feel when people around you just start passing out, passing away? I should say not passing out, but passing away. OK. But I've never asked him that because I'm like, you think, but my dad, he didn't, he doesn't care. He, I mean, he talks openly about it anyway. But yeah, but 46, that hit home. So thoughts and prayers to his family. I don't know what the cause of the death is, uh, but that's very young to go ahead and go. We've got other NFL news. The league, I keep seeing reports that the league is steady talking to, now they've kind of stirred their attention, which is still on the players, but they are still supposed to be going in an overload in regards to coaches and staff about the sports gambling problem. So Again, the more that this comes out, the more that I feel that um, they kind of they knew that this was the possibility when they got decided to get in bed and promote, uh, you know, these type of companies, whether it be DraftKings, FanDuel, whoever they're involved with. Um, they knew that this is a possibility. But what I do with all this happening, I don't think that they prepared and basically let their employees and that's trainers coaches assistants personnel and players i really don't think they did a good enough job in my opinion for letting them know the severity of it so that's out there going on we've got some other nfl news as well also tyreek hill finds himself under investigation uh definitely we'll get to that uh the rams are circling back to Sonny michelle and that's all you need to know of that. To me, that when I saw that last night, that let me know really that's all we need to know about what the running back position in the market is right now. And these other guys we talk about, it's about the money. You can't tell me Sonny Michelle goes off the table, off the shelf before Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, okay? Um, and I'm probably missing a few, but that just in regards to that. So that lets you know what is really going on okay no disrespect to Sonny michelle i mean i know he's been with the rams before but for him to be dangling out there and i understand the rams they are cap strapped okay they're in cap hell i get it they probably can't afford you know this but the point is for Sonny michelle to be one of the first running backs we've heard in the last few weeks to get a deal you know when we have these others out that lets you know really what it's about, which we already knew that. That's no breaking news. Um, also, what else we've got here? Um, college. We've got college basketball news. We've got a coach that's going to be suspended uh, for the first three games. I'll let you know who that is if you don't know who that is by now. I still wanted to touch on a little bit more of the Bob Huggins thing because it didn't just get enough of his uh, due. And it really the intriguing part, I think, with this no one's really talking about is that, you know, a lot of people in the basketball experts college, they think West Virginia has a good roster and they got a good recruit, recruiting class and they think this job 
all of a sudden is become very valuable. But you got to think this is kind of, uh, you know, I won't say late in the game, but it's one of those situations to where normally any coaching changes that have gone on, you would have it by now. But again, this is a circumstances that has occurred with West Virginia basketball with Bob Huggins' actions. Um, soccer. I didn't even give my U.S. national team props for defeating Mexico. And then they went on to defeat Canada, okay, to win that tournament again, that cup again. But the thing about this is Mexico then went out and fired another coach. I don't even know what the tally is, but this is my thing. You know, and another thing, what I didn't touch on, because I know we had a lot to get to, and there's some topics that I really just don't. Some days I feel don't feel like going there to be honest and full transparent with you. But in regards to the the, the soccer and the, 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 the first of all that Mexico USA match, which I didn't bring up that it was cut a little short because of anti-gay slurs and homophobic slur chants going in the crowd. And my question of this is, what is it with the Mexico fan base that is so obsessed with this whole having chance of anti-gay stuff. This isn't the first time that they've been, that this has happened with them in the last, I would say, two years. It's almost a common theme, and it always seems to usually happen when they play the U.S. national team. But that's one say. So I don't know if somebody's out a fan of Mexico out there. Somebody basically can educate me through Twitter. What is that about? I don't get it. Okay. Um, But also, what Mexico has to realize, the U.S. national team and U.S. has passed them up in soccer. I've been saying that through the World Cup qualifying. Uh, I've been saying that really for the last couple of years. Um, And honestly, that's not really supposed to happen. But it happened. Um, in my opinion, I do feel, I mean, what? This has to be, if I go ballpark, this has to be like the third coach they have fired with, I would say, in the last, I don't know, maybe, I mean, World Cup comes around every four years. I would say this has to be like the third coach they fired in the last six to eight years, it seems like to me. Could be totally off. It seems like that. What do you got, John? Uh Coca was the second coach fired since last fall. His predecessor, uh, Gerardo Martino, was fired uh, last fall after the World Cup loss. So I'm probably I'm probably went under, and it's probably over more than that because it, it seems like it comes rapid. That's why it feels like it's been so many. But the bottom line is, um, and, and I'm not going to say that other countries. I mean, I'm not trying to pick on Mexico. Um, you know, there's other things I could probably pick on Mexico for, but I won't. But in this particular situation. It has a lot to do with they've got to come to realization. And, and, and other, what my point I was going to get to is other countries, especially when there's expectations, uh, there's been some coaching change. Whether you go through Italy, uh, their national team, if you go through other, there's some countries that there's pressure on this. you know. Uh, but I think with Mexico, their whole going through coaches has been a lot to do that they can't stomach their neighbor, U.S., America, our national team really pretty much outshining theirs and basically passing them up. So that that has a lot to do, but they have to accept the fact, in my opinion, the U.S. has passed them up in soccer. So you have that going on. You got I've got Wimbledon update news in regarding to Serena Williams. I'll let you know what Wimbledon's interested in doing. Golf, we know we're coming off of the U.S. Open, okay? But now we have a situation where um, the <clears throat> the Senate – 
has offered and pretty much extended an offer an invite to the Saudis to come to this hearing. Uh, I definitely want to touch on this because I basically have given my opinion what I feel about our government and stuff getting involved in sports. And Greg Norman is in some legal trouble that's kind of going under the radar, especially what it's kind of being accused of, um, in my opinion. I mean, this happened a few years ago, but it's coming through the light now, I guess, because it's still a legal process. So we've got some things to touch on. But first, we will start with the NBA because we are uh, a little bit over 24 hours away from the NBA draft uh, that's going to take place tomorrow night. Uh, in New York um, and really of course uh, the Wimby mania has started and I'm not just talking about here in this region or in the 210 I'm talking about nationally um, you know I'm looking at it last night going to look at the baseball league pad last thing you know I know Wimby's gonna throw out the first pitch at the Yankee Stadium Jonas even let me know that and then I saw it first of all it was horrible that's like that's like 50 cent type of throw now everybody wants to take the picture of the baseball in his hand and people say oh go out and try to throw a golf ball and see how accurate that is that's what's equivalent to whatever man it was a horrible throw okay um we can tell he's focused all his attention on baseball which i think a lot of people underestimate that throw from mound to home plate when you get out there i'm talking about when it's those ceremonial first pitches i think a lot of people <clears throat> underestimate how hard that is in regards to if you're not a baseball player, you don't you never pitched before, especially if you never played baseball any, you know, any level. I will tell you, um, wasn't a big fan of his, never voted for him or anybody in his family. OK, but at the time, that was the last time that this country was united all as one They didn't see black, didn't see white, didn't see Asian, didn't see nothing. And that was right about 9-11. No, that was a period, as long as I'm living, for that period, maybe it only lasted a week or two because then we wanted responsibility and who we were back to blaming this and this. For those first week, that's the time that everything else pretty much said this. I mean, I don't even think the Bloods and Crips were going down on Crenshaw at each other. Everybody, 9-11, my point I'm getting through, George W., not a fan of his at all. But George W. probably has thrown, if you look at the circumstances of that game, and I'm going to go back, it was the Mets, uh, it was a, it was a playoff game, okay, and the Mets were involved. It was at Yankee Stadium. If you go back to that, that was in all the circumstances. Because you got to remember, I know we're fresh off of COVID where the sports world stopped for like four months. It felt like four years to me. But that time, sports world had pretty much stopped for a whole week, a couple of weeks. Every game's canceled, everything. So if you look at coming back and playing a postseason game and under what that meant – and basically, you still have smoldering smoke around the corner from the towers. And you and, and George set up there. And mind you, when it came out later, he had a bulletproof vest on, by the way, too, under that jacket. Strike. Strike. Now, granted, I said, well, damn, man, you did have part owner of the Rangers. It ain't like you ain't never been on a baseball mound before back in the day. That's probably one of the best first pitches I've seen from a non-baseball player. Wimby's was horrible. But. Then I find out, I'm flipping through the channels last night, then I find out he's going to be on Good Morning America this morning. Didn't get a chance to see it. He's a hot topic in regards to these pre-draft shows, the four-letter network. You know, people saying like, oh, well, is him. I brought this up yesterday, and I'm going to bring it up again. I am very intrigued to see, because there's two things on the point. Spurs have yet to say anything that they're taking this kid, all right? 
the odds in Vegas, and this is the reason why I don't really look at odds of first pick, because honestly, I believe this is going to be going away here pretty soon. This, these things are too easy to get rigged, to get whatever. That's why I'm not into futures about who's going first or whatever. But he is over what the value everybody's talking about in that world, in that section, is really about what's going to happen at two or three. So everybody and their mom, I think he's like minus 500, 700, 800, or whatever the hell. Thou, where is he at now? Minus 20,000. Minus 20,000. So Vegas is saying, well, we don't give a damn what Calvin's thinking about. If the Spurs have been quiet, they they taking them. Now, the only thing that has given me more like, okay, because I know there's been another pop sighting. It's it's crazy to me how the regular people are getting bumping into pop everywhere, but nobody in the media and everybody doesn't even know where he's at. But I'm seeing him pop on my timeline. Somebody down here caught a picture of him in his car driving by the mural that they've got a Wimby on that building. By the way, I always want to know, what is that building on? Because that was up there pre before the draft. And I always wonder, what the hell are you going to do if we would have ended up like Portland or we would end up like Detroit in six? But whatever but pop had a little window down and a picture in the car with i was like okay maybe that's a sign that you're acknowledging because you know pop's the type to do something totally what the city wants he'll come in number one over pick next thing you know it'll be scoot which might not be a bad thing i'm telling you man i'm getting to the point i don't know if it's wimby hype but i'm getting a little bit the scoot henderson thing is I'll add more to that when we get back. We've got that to get to. We've got some other things to touch on. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Spinner the One and Twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the sports grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing and spinning the one and twos on this hump Wednesday. All right, 87737 grind is your number. 
And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. There's nothing like the arrival of spring and company smell of fresh cut prices in the air. And Specs does wine like nobody else. With the Texas size selection of world class wines and lower price, you'll find the perfect zing for the spring at Specs. Raise a glass to lower prices. That is Specs, official sponsor of the sports grind and an official partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Um, keeping it moving and going back to our uh, topic here, what I wanted to get into, uh, we've got some activity here. Uh, Dante uh, checking in with us. Dante Evans said, the closer we get to draft day without an announcement on pop, even with this sighting, there's more. I feel there's a new coach that's going to be announced. It's too quiet and too close to the vest on something that should be pretty cut and dry. Okay. Um, you that means you're joined with Jonas in the conspiracy of uh Budenizer. I'm gonna stick to this. I at this point, I really don't see the reasoning of if he wasn't going to return, um, that he would say anything by now. Would I be shocked? No, because we've been talking. This is a show that's been talking about the possibilities. Um, now I did see PJ Carlissimo last night on Scott Van Pelt. And it was, of course, about Wimby. You know, P.J. won a couple rings down here with Pop. He was an assistant on the bench. He was there through the Tim Duncan era. You know, Scott was just basically asking him, you know, like, hey, you, you've been down there. You, you know what it's like. You've been through this this Wimby guy where he's coming. What do you feel? Do you think this is a situation? And like everybody else says, you know, P.J. say, hey, I think it's the, you know, perfect situation for him. But P.J., again, just like most of the locals down here, have trying to been beating this home for the last, I think, 12 to 24 months, really the last couple years but especially this year pj touched on it like look man i you know i did a couple games with them down there last year um he said that i've talked to him he goes he's really liking this young core that he has he's like so if you add a guy like wimby to this then of course you know so dante i would say um I, i'm not I, I just feel that he's going to be back um in regards i just now what again i'll reiterate if if jonas calls a shot you know, and it's uh, now let me ask you something now, because, you know, me, I like to get clarification in the show when we keep score and for the listeners. Do you get OK? Do you get credit if he decides that he's not coming back? Do you get credit still if it's somebody other than Budenhauser, Coach Bud? I think that I, I at least have to get the calling the shot that the pop's not coming back. OK, Um but I, I mean that that's really up to you on the on the grade, um, because because it is it is I did tie it all in together, um, but if that were to happen, um, I would say, who if not Bud then who? We've gone through all the hirings. Milwaukee went with an assistant coach. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Toronto went with an assistant coach. Uh, in terms of hiring instead of? I would take the answer to your question up to me, yes. Due to the fact that no one else was talking about this and due to the fact that you brought this up as late as the conference finals, I think that's when you first put this scenario out here. Or actually, you put it out here days after Bud got fired. Yeah. That's when you came up with it. I was like, what? What? Like, stay off that sauce, man. Uh, But... And, if so, and, if I, you, and I really put it out there, and, and it really came hammered home when the Jake Fisher report, and we had him on the show, talked about it. And he feels like, 
you know, Pop's still coming back. We had the Sports Illustrated report a week ago. They, you know, they're hearing the rumors of a three-year contract. I You'll also get, uh-huh. have reason to believe that Pop is coming back, but so you change I, your stance? No. Though. Oh, okay. I still stand by it. Okay. I'm just saying that I, I'm not a connected person intensely by any means. I also have reason to believe that right. Pop is coming. Okay. Back. Well, um, look. Uh, to answer your question so we can move on, the grade would be A. I would still grade it A because no one else was talking about it. If it is, bud, um, I would grade it A+, plus, but I'd probably be pissed off anyway, so I'd probably just dock points just for you talking this in existence like you did El Nino with this hot-ass weather we got. But and when, well, let me ask you this. When you say, well, if not, bud, who? Uh, Mark Jackson, he's out there. I can hear him say, I ain't talking no Mark Jackson. You crazy. Uh, Mark Jackson. Um... See, I think the more likely would be the Mitch Johnson promotion. See, well, I know they would go within house. I know I'm just wishful thinking of Mark Jackson. But to me, look, I, I told you, I'll take no disrespect to Bud. I'm taking anybody except Bud. Just because I want, if it, he's not going to be here anymore, I want some type of difference. But I think we're having this conversation for no reason. I think he is coming back. But let me address this other point Dante's bringing up before we move on in regards to this whole, you know, no one's saying clear cut. Look, it's me. You know, I'm I'm just telling you before we went to break, I want to finish this because I, I don't know if it's because because remember, I didn't buy the hype train on either one of these guys. Jonas was trying to get me to watch that game last year, that Ignite game when they played Wimby's thing and I everybody. Had it on in here. Yeah, and I, and I ain't paid no attention to it because I'm feeling like, man, I've seen that I don't scoot scooter. Scooter do whoever the whoever the mate it might be almost made me cuss whoever it is I don't care but then as months go on and I start to really basically sit there and see when be like okay the size but then more of when I start diving in this scoop and then I start hearing them talk and talking about hey I could still possibly be number one I feel like it should be number one. the confidence the dog in them I, I think to go and then really full transparent I ain't gonna lie okay when the baby face assassin. Okay, light-skinned brother himself, Steph Curry, when he signed on and said, hey, man, he signed on my team. You know, he's been working out with him. I was like, all right, man, Steph ain't keeping no bad company. So my point is, I don't know, man. And, and I think it might be maybe this the hype. And even maybe I'm getting concerned that if he can live with the hype. But I've told you, and I'm not going to change this. I've been on the record. Even if he only lives up to 70% of the hype in his career, speaking of Wimby, I think we still win. I think you still win the 2-1-0 because regardless whether he's being overly hype, whether it takes him two years to develop, because even P.J. Carmissa like, no, he's not the player right now. He's going to be it's going to take some time to develop. And I, from whatever, everybody assumes this is going to be like one of those Giannis developments. I don't know. I don't know because everybody's different. I mean, just because he's tall. But the reality of it is, and I think this is very obvious, this is very possible too. I think it's very possible that Scoot could have a better next year rookie year than Wimby too okay and and I'm telling you that regardless where he lands whether he lands at the two the three whatever I also want to go on record I believe the more the most for sure thing in this draft is Brandon Miller that's my opinion I think Brandon Miller should be if you're drafting for best player available. I think Brandon, whether you need whether you need him or not, Brandon Miller. I think if you really are GM saying like, hey, I got to get this right, what's for sure? I think Brandon Miller's the for sure thing in this draft. Not meaning he's going to be the best player out of this draft. I just think when the guy's going through what he went through, 
and we're talking about some serious charges, some serious media scrutiny. That game he went and dropped on the road like he dropped a 40-piece or whatever it was. I was like, there, there's a different feel to him. In my opinion, he moves on the court, in my opinion, like a young Kobe. Not saying he's going to be Kobe. I really like Brandon Miller, man. I think he, he is quiet on the front because all the stuff that's going on. him. That's my opinion. But let's just talk about the guys that are going to be one and two. Wimby and Scoot. I, I just and, and you know what? I would tell you right now, if it wasn't for this whole run the Spurs have been on in the last two, three years, this whole love affest with guards, I would probably be after looking at the evidence and the tape, I probably would be trying to talk myself out of saying letting everybody know, like, hey, I'm just letting you know now, I'm with Scoot. We're gonna get Wimby, he's the man, everybody, but long term, I'm with Scoot. But due to the fact that they've gotten so much good, because I think Scoot is probably not that typical. We ain't drafted one of those type of guards, okay? And I think he's got some dog. I mean, I, there, and I'm not saying Wimby doesn't, man, but Scoot is very confident and he's got some dog in him. You know, it, it, it kind of reminds me, I'm not saying his game does, but it kind of reminds me of that edge that w Russell Westbrook played up with early on in his career, okay? Which he still does for the most part. His body, he just skills just haven't caught up, stayed up with that. So, they're they're forever going to be linked in their career. They're ever going to be linked. Wimby and Scoot are going to be ever linked out of this draft. So their whole career. So, you know, but you can't teach height. And, and, and the one thing that's crazy to me that's coming out about Wimby is I'm hearing a lot of people think he is a pure shooter. I heard PJ talk about like, damn, a guy like you tell me he's a pure shooter. In the highlights they show, they show, but I told you a lot of them don't, a lot of people don't mention he hasn't shot the ball from three that well. But he's 19. But the point is, Pop's coming back. I think if he was going to go, he's going to go. I think that report about the three-year with every year being an option, it just makes sense. Because honestly, I don't think Pop is going to announce Hey, man, this is my last year. He's just going to do it because he doesn't want all this atten that attention. What do you got, John? You do know that Brandon Miller is the odds favorite to go number two. So when you look at how the, those two are connected, it's going to be – if the way that it play, it's playing out right now in the sports books, this is the LeBron Mello factor that where Wemby and Scoot would be one and three. And Brandon Miller is still the odds favorite I, to slide I, in there in that Darko spot. That, 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 that's a good uh, – Maybe the scenario. I like the way you put that. That's a good comparison of the scenario. But I'll tell you one thing: he, uh, Brandon Miller ain't turning no human, a human cigar. Darko Milicek. That I mean, I love Joe Dumars. Watched him growing up as a kid. That was one of the worst calls in NBA history. Darko Milicek, the human cigar. Can you imagine? I mean, I, I can't even remember how old you were at the time, but. If you could only imagine Carmelo Anthony on some of those Detroit Pistons teams, Carmelo would have a ring by now. But that's what's the beauty of the draft in any draft, whether it's NFL, NBA. It's like those are the decisions. I mean, there's an article, which I didn't want to get into it, but the former Minnesota GM came out today. I think it's on SI talking about how he was the guy in the seat that passed on Steph twice. I'm like, why do you want to bring that up, man? That's the type of stuff that gets you drinking and keeping up all night. You probably still have a job. But I like the way you put it, but let me tell you. Brandon Miller, in my opinion, is the for sure thing in this draft. If, we're, if we just want to talk about, let me rephrase that. 
we're talking about three people. We're talking about Wimby, Scoot, and Miller. And just out of those three, because I believe there's some good value in guards in the second round and third. That's the reason why we'll be interested if the Spurs do find a way to move up back in the top 15. Because if they can't move up in the top 15, don't trade. I don't want any. If, if you're not, if you're going to go, go with it. They got to get in the top 15, maybe even top 10. But again, who wants to help the Spurs get back on top? Nobody. Even though we love Pop, but we got tired of it. No, we're not helping you land a top Wimby and you want to land a top 10 pick. If Brian Wright, a.k.a. pretty much my man, um, forgot my, GM, GM, my, man, my, man, my main GM, former Spur. The guy in the building, man. How can I forget my man's name? He's loved this show over the years. I've just had a brain freeze. Um Come on, I have Jones. no idea who you're talking about right now. I'm like, for what? GM the Spurs, form? the former that's still in the building that I say that really is making the calls. RC Buford. RC, golly, how could I get a break? I'm getting old. You said former Spur. I thought you were talking about player. Well, former GM, but that's what I was saying. If Brian Wright slash RC Buford, um, if they decide, if they find a way, I shouldn't be doing that. I mean, that's black on black crime. Give the brother credit. If Brian Wright finds a way to move back in the top ten. That means two things. Somebody ain't coming back on this squad that was here, part of your whole young crew. No, this is officially the re. This is a fit. Jonas has had the remix for our new listeners. He's had the remix on this rebuild for like the last four years. But somebody ain't coming back off that. But I will just tell you, Brandon Miller, I think, is that doesn't mean he's going to be the best player out of the three. But he, out of those three guys, he's the more for sure thing, in my opinion. Because if it wasn't for the incident in Alabama, the gun incident, and the lady who lost her life, Brandon Miller. There's a reason why I didn't know that, but there's a reason why the desert has him too. It would like, yes, yeah, Scoot, Scoot, Sc Scoot's the deal, but I think Scoot's benefiting off the black cloud that's on Brandon Miller going into this draft. Dude, I haven't seen a jump. His jump shot, Brandon Miller, I'll tell you, Scoot can't shoot that good. That's one thing, but I think you can work on that. Wimby, you can't teach height. I mean, even if he can't score, he's going to affect the game rebounding and blocking shots. Something we ain't had down in the 2-1-0 since Tim or Dave even left. No disrespect to basically uh, everybody. Jacob Pertle knew how to block shots. Uh, his effort. Who, who, I, don't, I don't recall anybody worrying about basically going to the rim while Jacob Pertle was there. This is a guy. We haven't. That's the reason why I'm saying you can't teach height. You can't do that. But... I don't know, man. That dog and that you talking about what they need. Scoot seems like this. I've told you, I would if they wouldn't have got the number one pick, Brandon, which they wouldn't have, but Brandon Miller would have been the dude that I would have loved to have him down. Because honestly, out of those three we talk about, he got a better jump shot than both of them right now, in my opinion. Go ahead. I mean, he might be the maybe like you said, talking about now the most pro ready now. Um but the other reason why Scoot Henderson, you know, and Brandon Miller kind of fall the way they do is because everybody is projecting. When you look at the Hornets sitting there at number two, they're going to go with a forward instead of another guard with Mellow Ball, right? So, so that that factor plays into that, and then it's just okay. Well, but now it's best available for Portland or whoever else uh, slides in to take that number three. But the reports coming out today, Michael Jordan is still going to be responsible for the Hornets pick uh, tomorrow night. Wow. He's still, even though he's selling his, his shares of the team, uh, it is being reported that he is not only handling the draft still, including the number two overall pick, but also free agency. 
on that's his way not, out the that, door. That sounds like something Mike negotiating to sell. That's a, that sounds so MJ like, yeah, I'll sell it. Somebody say, but damn it, I want this last draft because I ain't never been able to pick somebody this good since I own this damn team. I won't be able to pick somebody good. First of all, go back to that mellow ball situation in Charlotte. What's he talking about? Yeah. Hey, man, a lot of great franchises, if you're able to, sometimes you got to pick best player available, not just need. I if I'm if I'm Charlotte and Mike can and this is Mike on the way out, I'm not letting Mellow Ball scare me from drafting Scoot. It shouldn't. Either they work and play together, or you find something Mellow can do, or Mellow might just have to be moved for more pieces. I am not not drafting Scoot. And I'm not coming at you in because that's the consensus across everybody. I, for the last month, I've been here, well, you know, Charlotte don't need them. They got mellow. So most likely, and I start thinking, I was like, well, wait a minute, man. You you got to basically go ahead. And if Scoot's the guy, I mean, mellow, I mean, you know, I don't know. You know, mellow's already missed some games with injuries and all that. Um, I want to respond to Josh Medina. Josh Medina's checking in on Facebook Live, and he says, Brandon Miller no-showed in the tournament. Josh Medina. I'm not going to hold a body of work in the SEC schedule and what Brandon Miller was going to again at the age of what, 19 years old. Yes, he had a hor- he had a bad game. Uh, he had two. He had the one game they were able to win. He had pretty much semi bad game. Then the game that they lost and got ousted, oust- who took him out again was the University of Houston, right? Or who beat them? I can't remember. It might have been them. Was it Houston? Uh, I think that was San Diego State. That was the San Diego State. Bracket. That's right. San Diego State. Was the, on the other side. Of okay. The- yeah. San Diego State was the one that got the. I'm not going to hold that totally against him, uh, Joshua. I'm not going to say that that's totally, you know, pretty much a red flag. The guy, the, the young man can play. He's got a he, he's got a better sh- jump shot right now than Wimby, and he's got a better one than Scoot. He's smooth. You think he wears the number twenty four by mistake? Not saying he's going to be the late Kobe. There's, can you imagine? Because people can sit there and say, okay. And Wimby's been asked this and say, hey, man, I don't care about it. He was asked this, I don't know, I think it was the other day. He said, I don't care about the overly hype. Like it doesn't, meaning that he doesn't care about that. And I believe him. I mean, I'm hearing that his diet, his food diet since he was younger, I mean, he has been groomed to this. I mean, look at Tony Parker wasn't speaking English like this when he came over here this good. Wimmy's picked up slang and everything. They have groomed this dude in the lab. Steph Curry said it right. They made him in 2K. But Miller's cold, man. He's cold. And when you're talking about 19 years old dealing with charges like that and going on the road and people chanting at you, Venom, I mean, there's executives that are looking at that the way the same way that I'm looking at that. But We'll see. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas. White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, Shout. cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 